Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have an amazing guest on. I'm excited to talk to her about her new book, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. For nearly three decades, Sherry Sterling Fernand been, has been a speaker, teacher, a mentor. And her and her husband, Ken, they have an amazing rags to riches story. Against all odds, they found success, not only just financially, but in spiritual, physical, relationships, education, motivation, money, lifestyle, and character areas. And her life mastery program is this careful study of the principles of success and lifetime of practicing those principles. And she now teaches them, and she used to run a boutique fitness called Fitmania and a personal development business. And it grew rapidly and changed so many lives. And that's where she had the inspiration to start the life mastery training and in the end write this book. And Sherry has observed that people in these personal transformation programs leave excited and vowing to change only to slip back into old habits with a practical, accountable way to implement that change. Does it sound familiar? I'm sure it does. So her solution is going to be explained in this episode, and she has this great method that keeps you sustained and just keeps you in the process of achieving, becoming, and celebrating. So here is Sherry. life mastery today and I just wanted to start off by asking how is it different from other personal development books since everyone is into reading personal development books why should everybody read your book well there's a, a few things that are different about life mastery uh, one of those things is I didn't put anything in the book that I had not lived and proven for years and years and proven not just with my own life but with clients life so a lot of times people write life uh, like a book on personal development and they pick a topic or something that they're interested in research, which is fine. But uh, this is something that I've lived and practiced and lived and practiced and have taught for a long time. It's different. Another thing that is different about it is it is comprehensive. It's not just uh, one, one aspect of life mastery. It's why we should do it, all the areas of life that need to be worked on. And then most especially, and this is the, the thing I'm most proud about that it's different, is it gives you how to do something. For so many years, as I sought out the answers myself, mm-hmm. um, I would uh, I would want I'd be motivated, be like, oh, I, I'm ready to go, but I don't know what quite. But to, just tell me what to do. Tell me where to start. I didn't know where to start. I needed to find a place to start. So I figured those starting places out myself, practice them, and then I share them. So it's got the real tools, which you have to have. No, you have to have done it yourself to be able to do. In other words, you know, you can't just you have to practice these tools in order to be able to really share them. So I guess that would be the things that I would say that are most unique about. I didn't have to build a career on this book. Yeah. I'm, I'm independently wealthy. I don't need, I didn't need to use this for a, a springboard to start a career. Um, I hope the book does really well. Our mentoring program we're building is awesome, but it's, it's not for that purpose. So those are a few things that are different about it. So I also wanted your opinion. Do you think that some people are born with the uh, just the feeling that they're destined for greatness, or is it something that's developed over time? 
Well, that's a, <laughs> that is a question Jim Rohn said. Well, you know, you know only about 5% of people design their own life. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think everybody, every, it would be wonderful to think every little child born in this world thinks there's somebody special and they're destined for greatness. I don't know the answer to that particularly, but I do know that mm-hmm. only 5% actually grab hold and do it. And why, why only those 5%-ish? It could be 6% or 7 that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what experts seem to think. Um, why do some do it and some don't? And I don't know the answer to that. And I Jim Rohn again, <laughs> quoting him again, he said, he called, it's called the mysteries, he called it the mysteries of the mind. Who knows why some do and some don't? Um, so I don't know if that question is whether they don't feel destined for greatness and so they don't, or whether they feel destined for greatness, but they still don't. I don't, I just don't right. know the answer to it's, that. It's one. just like a, such yeah. a complicated, complicated yeah. question. And it's from it what is. I've learned and I've studied, it's people who have been very important or influential or had high power careers in like past lives. They come in, they're reincarnated into a new life and body, and they have that same desire to achieve that what i have come across so it makes sense to me when i hear it but will we ever know probably not but it's nice to like wonder i guess uh, yeah not it may be in this life and <laughs> and it does take effort but again mm-hmm. why do some people make the effort and others yeah don't, don't feel inspired to do it so yeah. part of it is again uh not knowing where to start but i didn't know where to start I had to search it out. I didn't have anybody there and I figured it out myself. So I don't know. I don't know all the answers to that, but I guess uh, what really matters is what we know and what we do, what everybody else knows or what they're doing. Right. Really up to them. (laughs) And finding our why, why is it important to find Mm -hmm. our why? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, without, you don't have a really, and the whole first section of my book, my books divide into why, what, and how, if you don't Mm -hmm. have a solid why, the day-to-day work, what what creates success in life are the habits that we develop, the day-to-day things, what we do every day. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a strong enough why, that can get kind of mundane after a while. You're like, why am I doing all this stuff, right? What is it all about? I'm gonna right. I'm gonna sit on the couch and eat Twinkies or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just have to have you have to have enough of why to carry you through when things get when things get a little mundane or challenging. And so that's, that's important. I did, in the section on why, it, the whole the premise of the whole book, and it's not just a premise, it's, a, it's I would say it's, it's an absolute fact, is that mm-hmm. we are happy when we're progressing and because nothing's more miserable than being stuck, right? Or oh, not yeah. progressing or being stagnant, which really we never are really stagnant. We're either slipping or we're going forward and nobody mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's not happy to be no. sliding backwards. So obviously the key to happiness is moving forwards and we all have so much potential more than we'll ever reach in this life. Uh, and it's moving towards that potential that makes us happy and we're not going to arrive. We're never going to arrive in this life. It's the journey, the pro- the forward movement that brings happiness. I'll ask that question to audiences. I've done it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of public speaking and um, I'll ask audiences. I tried it for a while, for, just like every time I spoke for about a year, I did this, but I'll say, well, I'll talk about happiness and mm-hmm. the being the the universal desire of everybody. Everybody desires to be happy, right. uh, to have peace and happiness. But what makes people happy? They'll buy the everybody wants happiness part easy. But when mm-hmm. I ask them, and they, they don't buy the answer either, but they just don't know. I say, well, what makes people happy? And I'll I'll, I'll get a few maybe tentative answers like, you know, love, maybe serving other people, money. Well, they do. 
<laughs> Nobody's ever said that, but probably no one. Oh, really? That. I feel like everybody would say that. I don't think anybody wants to say that out loud. <laughs> My audiences, I guess. But there's some truth to that. But all those things are even money, right? They're parts of of moving forward. Like when we love, mm-hmm. we we're better. We are better when we love and we love appropriately. Yes. It makes us a better person. When we serve, it makes us a better person. When we do the work that it takes to get the money, the things that we learn and we do it appropriately in the right context, we are happy because it's another form of progress as long as we don't sell our soul for it, right? So it's all those different things um, add up to to happiness. But if we don't, we only work in one area, like if we only work on our career or if we only work on our relationships or only work on our physical fitness, or we only work on our education. That's not how. Ha- if, if that's not happiness, because other things are backsliding, and we mm-hmm. already know that backsliding is not making us happy. If other areas are stuck, we're still not happy. So if we're stuck in any area. Back to Sherry in a second, but I just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by Mary Ruth's. I love to have the apricot, peach, and mango vitamin D gummies. They are delicious. And I know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages. Why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form? The lymphatic drops are also awesome. And I just got some new products that I'm going to try that I'm excited to, um, you know, implement into my diet. And if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount. What and how? I think it's the what, right? Finding what it is exactly. Oh, yeah, I, um, at least that's a good question. I haven't had anybody ask that question. What is most important? Um, well, obviously you have to have a good why. You're not going to move forward. You have to know what to do mm-hmm. or it's not going to help. And I don't know. If, and, and then obviously, I mean, you have to know how to do it and move forward. Maybe, yeah, maybe the what, maybe the how. Maybe it doesn't even matter if you don't know what, how to go about it. You know, I feel a lot of people don't get to the things. how. Yeah, they don't get, exactly, they don't get to the how. So a lot of people don't get to the how. Either they don't get that far or they just can't find it. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, maybe you can have all the why in the world and you could know exactly what Mm -hmm. without knowing how. Maybe it doesn't even matter if you know why and what. So I don't know. That's a really good question, though. (laughs) I have to think about that. Thank you. Uh, So you have six children. Yes. Wow. Well, super mommy. Um, What is the biggest thing people should teach their children based on what you've taught them? Um, I think that children learn best by this is like, this is a little bit of uh, off on your question, but I think it's important. Um, Children. I like the guy who said, my dad never told me how to live. He just lived and let me watch him do it. Mm. I think teaching Mm. your children how to live and you do that best by doing it yourself. I had a fitness business for eight or nine years and um, very successful in making difference in the lives of people financially, not quite so, not quite so mm-hmm. much, but, um, but I had moms come in 
and they'd be like, well, I'm just so busy having the kids, you know, I've got my kids need this and the kids need me. I don't mm-hmm. have time to take care of myself. You know, and they let themselves go. I said, well, this, if you had a daughter mm-hmm. who was a young mom and she let herself go for her children, how would you feel about that? Yeah. You know, they don't like that idea, right? They think their, their daughter would do that. Your daughter needs to see you or your son. Your children need to see you take care of you so they know how to take care of them. The best thing you can do for your children is to, I don't mean like, you know, you don't need to go get massages and manicures every day and <laughs> go shopping and take care of you. But I wish. To watch, to watch your, your children to watch you have life mastery in your life, to, to work out and educate yourself and not at their expense, but to find the time to do those things in addition to being a good mother. That's what the, your children need to watch, to see. So that's that, like just learning how to live. I'd say the answer to the question, what do they need? The most important thing to teach them is how to live. And you do that by example, how to live with integrity, that, that was how a to great serve answer. others. That's a wonderful answer. I think it just keeps it even until like adult years, the children need to see their parents do that. It's not just oh, even absolutely. when they're in the same yeah. house. Like I, I feel like that sometimes when I see like my mother, like, I'm like, why aren't you, like, you, like, gave up reading? Like, what's going on? You're slacking on working out. Like, take care of yourself. Like, <laughs> right, I had that conversation. I wanted to. So I really connect yeah. to that to that answer. I love it. But do you have any regrets on how you navigated your struggles? Because there's a bit of that in your book. Um, I want to answer that question. I'm going to go back to the other one just for a second, though. Okay. My, my children, just by the way, my children now are 31 to 45 oh, and wow. I, I still they're still a large part of the reason I get up every morning why I keep moving forward they they have to see what does what does 65 look like how mm-hmm. do you live when you're 65 and when I'm 70 they're gonna have to know how does it look to live when you're 70 I'm still paving the way for them to see what life looks like my husband this is years ago when our oldest daughter had a few little children I've got 21 grandchildren Oh my goodness. She had just a few little children and uh, she's married though. Very nice, Mm -hmm. very nice marriage, very nice family. And she's on her own, you know, navigating Mm -hmm. through life uh, on her own. And Ken just, we would never consider this, but he just in theory, he said to her name, Summer, he said, Summer, Mm -hmm. um, what would happen to you if, if your mom and I got divorced? Right. And she said it would ruin my life because she's Mm -hmm. based her life on my life. Right. On Mm -hmm. our life. So, so anyway, let me, let me answer your next question. I can't remember what it was though. Cause <laughs> I got so any regrets on how you navigated oh. your struggles, even, even with your children, you can answer, but just in general in business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is, a, this is a really dumb little thing. I think when I, the first thing that comes to mind is the only thing that I really regret. I started working out and really taking care of, I mean, I always, kind of I've always been pretty good care of myself but really getting serious about it in my late 20s I already had four of my kids and I, out of the six and um I regret not working out while I had while I was pregnant with those other two kids <laughs> I had that two is more. not silly I, I think that's great that, I quit during the during that nine months and I had in my and I just I didn't plan to quit I just did like things happen it's the only time in my life since I made the commitment to start that I didn't and I wish I could say I had a perfect record. But I watched so many of my clients and my own daughters mm-hmm. um, work out hard the entire. They do our program 
which was a, a healthy program, but difficult. Uh, clear up until they deliver those babies. And I thought, oh, wish I had done that. So I don't, that's probably, I'd probably th- think of some other ba- Not because Only reason because I wish I had been total. I was so consistent mm-hmm. all my life, except those two little nine month periods. And I wish I could say I had a perfect record of working out all those years. Silly thing, isn't it? (laughs) No, it's not silly. I just, it makes me feel, you know, kind of lazy right now. (laughs) No, but I love it. I mean, you can look at it as you needed that time to rest and take care of yourself. And that could be part of, you know, what you are talking about in life mastery. Sometimes you just need to know like when to really um, take time and self-care and all that so well that's really true the best self-care i could have done is to go exercise and <laughs> <laughs> now you know it's also can be an excuse oh i just needed that i didn't you i mean i could have the last pregnancy was pretty tough and i don't know for sure if i could have but the other one i could have oh, i did actually go. for the first few months and then i just i'd had a little injury in my in my legs and i just i don't know i just I did, the only reason is I just got lazy and didn't do it. It's harder. It would have been harder, of course. You're mm-hmm. not, you don't have the energy. And I just have all those little other kids to take care of. But I could have. I just didn't. And that's another thing important. You say, oh, I just need it. You know, skip. we have to be a little hard on ourselves. And because um, this is this is a, uh, this is a Zig Ziglar quote that I really like. But he said, when you're hard on yourself, life is infinitely easier on you. In other words, when you take good, mm, okay. when you do what you're supposed to do today, life goes better in the long run, right? When you take care of yourself, you do the, the take care of your money, take care of your relationships. Yes, it's work right now, but in the long run, it's easier. Life is easier. Mm. I had to lose all the weight I gained on that last pregnancy. It took me five years. <laughs> if it takes five, it, it comes off eventually, right? As long um, as it comes yeah, well, off. <laughs> if 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 you make it come off, you know it doesn't come yeah. off on its own. And it shouldn't yeah. take me five years. It took me five years to get around to getting serious about it. Wow, I'm feeling I need to work out today. <laughs> um, so why do you call your program mentoring instead of coaching? What's the difference? Oh, super good question. Um, I don't know if you've observed this, but in my world, every time I go to a networking event or meet a group mm. of new people. There's got to be five new people there that say, I'm a life coach. And they're typically, um, I guess, what can I say? Not admirable, admirable in other li- uh, lives. And their lives aren't. In other words, they don't have their own ducks in a row. They're mm-hmm. really young. They haven't lived. I think, what? Uh, how do you do that? Um, but everybody, and then a lot of times it's, um, it's a product that they're marketing, like, you know, direct marketing. They're selling mm-hmm. vitamins or something in their life coach or whatever. So. Um, we determined a while back, I still go back and forth coaching, mentoring, because I've, I've been in coaching for before it was trendy. Um, so in, in so to differentiate ourselves from that, we said mentoring. But the other reason is mentoring is by nature mm-hmm. when you are uh, you are farther along down the path than somebody else. And you take somebody who's not as far along kind of under your wing and guide them along and so that's what our mentors are doing our mentors are people who've done the skills that I teach mm-hmm. in my program you learn some things you get to go home and practice for the rest of your life right it's not right. just we don't just sit around and talk about our lives we, we we do stuff and the people who me and the people who do mentoring 
with me are people who are also already doing these things. They're not mm. perfect, right. but they're ahead of the person that's that they're coaching. They're on higher ground. If you're not on higher ground, then you in my opinion, mm. trying to tell somebody else how to live. So we, we actually structure our program more as a mentorship than as a, I see a, a lot of the coaching is like, go out and go rah, 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 go out and go get them. Right. Which is fine. Then everybody needs right. a, a, a cheer, a, somebody to cheer them on, but we, that's not, and we obviously support our people, but that isn't our main jam. We're, we're trying to teach some real life skills that sort of like parenting, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a really good parent and you, you, you're, train your children well enough you you help them develop life skills well enough that they don't really need you Mm -hmm. (laughs) out in the world without you right and so in our program same thing it might take a year it might be or more for some people and some are three or four months but they can take the skills and go out in the world and be independent without having being dependent upon us um for forever <laughs> would be terrible mentors or coaches if they were we had people so depend upon us that they could get by without us mm. that yeah that makes sense i think that was a very important question to you know yeah and, yeah yeah and you're the first person that's actually asked that question i think oh, or maybe okay. the second so nice yes so why do most goals fail because they don't have a system it's mm-hmm. that simple. I, honestly, I, I, I've had a, done a couple of uh, talks lately on this, but I, I really believe that the systems are more important than the goals because without the systems, they're just a, an exercise in frustration. If you have good systems, uh, men, most goals can go, you don't even write down the goal. You can plug them right, in, right, and right into your systems, put them right mm-hmm. into your systems. Mm-hmm. And my, I should say my systems are things like tracking. There's a tracking sheet that we teach people how to track your goals, your action steps, the things you do. There's an affirmation system to help you be the person you want to be. There's a, another tracking system to track everything that you do every 90 days. So we have these three systems. But once you put those into the systems, then it's a done deal. To use the ever handy analogy, of once again, of exercise or working out, well, I like to say training because we're athletes in the field of life, um, but to work out. I know so many people like, I want to get in shape. Okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to start going to the gym. And they get their new workout clothes and their new mm-hmm. shoes and their new gym membership. They don't really have that good a plan, right? They're just going to mm-hmm. go to the gym. And and then after a while, a couple of things get busy. You sort of forget to go. You, you know, you didn't go. Yeah. And the next thing, you sort of forget to go. And then pretty soon you've lost it. If you have the habit of tracking your action steps every day. So one this one habit, I track my things I want to do daily. You pop out your trackies every day right there is your, your workout. So I've got this workout and we, we define the parameters. What is a workout? Well, to do a workout is whatever it is for that person. It can be anything. I don't care what, what it is. They know what it is. Mm -hmm. So maybe they say, well, for me, can I just drop down on the floor and do a 50 pushups and call it a workout? Well, you have to decide that. Okay. Well, no, I, I think I need to do more than that. Okay. I've got to go to the gym and work out for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and on a program I got from a trainer, let's say, whatever their thing is. If I didn't do exactly that, you know, that, at least right. that, I don't get my check mark. But once you get good at doing that, you put the, the workout in there. There it is every day. Every day I'm checking that off and nobody likes a blank spot. Nope. So like, oh, I got to get to the gym because I don't want a blank spot on my tracking sheet, right? So once you do that, I knew I had uh, one of my clients recently. This I've used this example all times. So I thought it would be brilliant. She was pretty new with me still. 
Mm-hmm. Where she'd learned the systems. We just still at them. And she wanted to do a, she had two uh, just late teen children in their late teens, maybe, tw- maybe even 20, I think the oldest one might've been 20, but she wanted to do every day for a year. She wanted to write something to them in a little journal, which is cute, right? And really sweet. But she said, I've been wanting to do this for a year. So I've, I've, she said, I finally did it. I've just put it in my daily tracking sheet. She didn't even write the goal down because she puts it on a daily tracking sheet. It's going to happen. She writes the goal down. She'll lose the paper probably. Whatever. Yeah. But now it's on her tracking sheet. And every day she's got, you know, she, she does her, uh, maybe her meditation and she does her workout and she does her writing to her kids. You see what I mean? How that works. So when you've got a, you've got a good daily habit system for tracking, things just happen. You don't have to say, yeah, I mean, it's just going to happen. You don't have to do anything else except just put it on there and then use the tracking sheet. So it's about being accountable. Have yeah. you heard of those, like, I don't want to, like, name her name, but there was a big scandal with this uh, accountability coach where she was basically, um, people would, like, Venmo her money for her fees, and she would have a group of people who would be um, basically they're her coaches. And it kind of was, I'm not going to borderline it was it was kind of abusive the way she was operating like where it's like where's the fine line like how are you going to be ethical and you know doing the right thing versus someone like this being kind of like a tyrant and you know telling your clients you can only eat this and this and this when you have no nutrition background and you call yourself <laughs> an accountability like can anyone just be an accountability coach what is <laughs> it's like the well, same thing you were saying about being a life coach i didn't hear about that but i'm gonna look that up yeah you should that. you should look well, it up i'd love your <laughs> the big difference here is mm-hmm. so yes i meet with somebody we meet every week mm-hmm. and they'll uh, they decide what they want mm-hmm. right i'm not gonna be like you should eat like this well what right. do you want to do no i do have some guy i give them some guidelines i know more than there uh, most people know about nutrition or, mm-hmm. and about fitness and mm-hmm. about everything i shouldn't be coaching right so most right. things i know more about than they give them a little bit of diet and then i teach them the tool and then what i when they come back the next week i'll they'll oh, so how to go how's your tracking sheet <laughs> well i missed this and this well how do you feel about that i didn't feel very good about that how do you feel when you do it i feel really good when i do it well, so next time, before you miss, just remember how it feels when you make the decision to not get out of bed, to go to the gym. Remember, how did that feel at the end of the day? And they're like, yeah, it stinks. I'm not doing that again, right? Yeah. That's my idea of accountability. I, I, I see where that we're going here. I'd like to know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can. A wreck. <laughs> um, she, she looks like she's fine now. She's okay. She's doing okay. <laughs> well, how you look, and then how what you really like. If somebody's oh. beating people up like that, I just wonder how their relationships are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and how the other parts of their life was. And apparently, her business world isn't very good. If she's been, uh, she's been. <laughs> there was a <laughs> big thing part. last summer. I don't know if it was. It was even in the Times about all of these dietitians going against each other about like their practices and their products and how their products are poisoning people. I'm sure you've heard about that. I, well, not that that specifically that because uh, I'm kind of out of the fitness world in place. I don't really do very much news, but, but 
of course I know that that happens because the whole world is out there like with a product to sell or a gimmick to sell. Mm -hmm. I tell this story again, I won't mention this person's name either, but I tell the story about this woman who had this gadget that was supposed to, it's a plastic, I bought it just to, just to, I want to see it and and bikes, I thought it would work. Um, It's just this plastic thing and it's going to cure cellulite and about 25 other little things. Things, right. It, it, was, it was expensive. It was this piece of this plastic bar. It was about, you know, maybe 18 inches long. And it was maybe not even that long. It was like $50 or something. And she was on all the talk shows and everything. And, and it was supposed to break up your fashion, which you should not be breaking up. And I, uh, I, just I mean, I text, I, I sent her letters. I sent her. This is. No. Mm-hmm. For, for gimmicks fact of the matter is they didn't need probably any of those products nobody issue you probably don't need any of those products eat what god put on and drink water drink some water and get out and move yeah and move very very true so what is your favorite chapter in your book mostly no, not favorite topic obviously but it's a tricky all um philosophies i get sexuality my goal was to get people not necessarily to name what it should look like mm-hmm. uh, but to think about developing some way and uh, i just thought i think i wrote that i thought i um the body chapter no, the the spirituality chapter. The spirituality, the spir- sorry, yeah, was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, the I spirituality mean, chapter just came out the most the the physical one. I just could, you know, I've been taught that so much, but it just I just really thought it came out really, really beautifully. And just wanted to um, Ryan Holiday writes a, um, s- several good books, but one of them is called Stillness Is the Key. Mm-hmm. And in there, he talks about how if all of a sudden in life we're going through our life, and all of a sudden we realized that our body was numb, we would be so alarmed. We would be going to doctors and trying to figure out why our body felt numb. They said that everybody's going around with their spiritually, they're numb and they don't even, they're not even alarmed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't read that till after I wrote the book. I probably would have included that, but um, it's interesting too, that I'd have a lot of clients who they almost everybody starts with their physical self, which is good. It gives you an easy thing to practice and measure for self mastery. But I'll have clients that I've had, that's only a couple of times, almost everybody recognizes the need for spirituality in their lives or some spiritual awareness or practice. But sometimes I'll have people like, it's just not for me. You know, spirituality is not for me. But it's mm-hmm. interesting that once they start working on some of the other areas and finding progress, they come around to it and they say, you know, I, I really do need to do something in the spiritual realm. Meditation or or. Maybe nature nature that's one of the topics that i cover in there mm-hmm. um one is big one for me um and for other people will be and prayer is a big one for me oh yeah for other people much. will be going to church and that's great i'm mean, going to church and reigniting re- re- their faith which is great too and i'm a very very spiritual and religious person i think <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe god himself not so crazy about, about my, my level of progress but i think i am i feel like i am um, I wouldn't want, certainly want to mentor anybody that I didn't pray about it first and ask for whatever divine assistance is available on the planet. I don't want to mess with somebody's life until I've got 
all the power available to me. So I always pray before I work with, pray before I have interviews. <laughs> I, I pray before that. we talk That's because so nice. I want you to be successful. Thank I want you. you to feel good about the interviews that you do because you're trying to do a good thing. Thank so you. I, uh, I always pray that my hosts will feel good about the interviews and be successful. And I do. I do. Thank you. But uh, I don't know if anyone's asked you this. Are there any healing modalities or any other kind of modality that you'd like to implement in your coaching or in your business that, or, or just not even put it in your business, just you'd like to do it for yourself that you're like eyeing, but you're kind of like fearful about doing. Is there anything that you'd like to connect to? Mm. Uh, I think not really. I um, not specifically. I have a. Uh, this is a, again. This is a little bit maybe off in what you're looking for in your question. But one of the my journeys, my recent journeys in the last few years, has been the power of our minds mm-hmm. to, to create pain, to create illness. But I thought, as I was learning a lot about this. Um, I have no, I'm 65, absolutely no chronic pain at all. <laughs> so Amazing. And I'm very, very healthy. I just did a, this is a little side note, but in November, on my, one thing I've had on my big dreams list for years, but I took it off was to do a bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. but I never felt like I really, it just felt like the right time. I finally right. just said, I'm too old. I'm not going to do it. Well, I don't have to win. Right. So I went and I looked good enough. I could get on stage and, you know, not win, but be presentable so I did that last November I'm just I'm very healthy and I'm very strong but there's this thing about my your mind I did have quite a bit of chronic pain for a while and I couldn't figure out what in the world was going on mm-hmm. and uh, so I I read a great book called pain free by Stephen Ray Osnich Osnich or whatever I'm not sure how I say his name but um, I I started this journey of what is our mind capable of mm-hmm. and I and I recognize I'm going to get, I'm going to stick my neck out here a little bit. I think, I believe, mm-hmm. I wouldn't write this in my book, but I'll just tell it between me and you. I believe that our mind has infinite amount of power to heal our bodies and, and, the, and create not even, even more. I mean, I, I think my brain can create pain. Mm-hmm. Well, if on the negative side, what could it do on the positive side? What kind of things could, if I had, mastery mm-hmm. over my mind more than I do, which I, I think pretty good mastery, but for a normal, just average kind of thing. But if I could really harness the power of my mind, what could I create? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, anyway, that's my journey right now is to see just what I can do with my my mind. So that when you answer your question, that enough of an answer to your Yes, question? I loved it because I think it's going to inspire people to go read that book and just to really think about how they can use their mind to help them and with their chronic pain and just in other circumstances. The mind is powerful. We have to learn how to master our mind. Well, let me say the name of that book again, because if you have chronic pain, our bodies are designed to heal itself in just about anything in six weeks. If you have chronic pain, I just, I promise you, (laughs) I just promise you that it's almost every time it's going to have some kind of an emotional Based. Not that it's not real pain, and I don't want to say, oh, your pain's not real. No, your pain's really, really real. It is it's real. a real thing. It's a very yes. real pain, but your brain can create can create dysfunction even to create. Mm-hmm. It, will, it will do uh, stop at no, at, all, at no length to create this pain in your body. Um, but to read the book, the, the Great Pain Deception, I would just 
um, really recommend that you read that. The weirdest thing is that somebody told me this first. And this book is just a guy who's collected a bunch of information. It's not like it's a magic book. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowledge is power. Yeah. And when you, once you understand it, the pain goes away. So people would say, well, I didn't even get through the book. And my pain went away. Happened to me too, most of it. And um, it's just because now you know. And once you know, you can't unknow it. So it's a, the knowledge that you get from what's happening is what will make the pain go away. So if you've got chronic pain, most pe- a lot of people will not take that on. That They, they just can go to the doctor and get pills and whatever. But if you're not that person, try this book. Thank you. That's perfect. And I don't get a kickback or anything. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't even know him personally. <laughs> it's just you know something good and it's helped you. You want to share it. Yeah, I just thought there's so many people walking around in pain that could be helped. I know. I know it's terrible. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for coming on. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Can you tell everybody where to find your book or where to contact yes. you? Um, you can con. Well, the li- the website is lifemasteryinfo.com. Uh, you can email me at sherry at lifemasteryinfo.com. I promise I will respond <laughs> if you have any questions or thoughts or whatever. I'll respond. Uh, the book is available on our website, a signed copy, hardback, but you can get obviously the book on Amazon uh, in both hardback, uh, paperback, and ebook. And with I hope by the end by the end of September the audio book will be available. Uh, uh-huh. So we'll have the audio book available. But and then I'm on Facebook, of course. We have a Life Mastery Mentors page. And my own page on Facebook, and you can find me there and LinkedIn. And um, I have somebody that runs a Instagram account for me. Oh, great! <laughs> I, I don't know how to do Instagram. I don't want to know. <laughs> so I have somebody that does that for me. She can contact us uh, through the Instagram account too, but I can't tell you how to do that. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not. I'm not uh, I just. I don't need any more social media. So I don't do that one. I hear you. Thank you so much, Sherry. We'll be in touch. Have Thank a good you, Davina. You have a good day, too. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I'd really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141 rakuten.com slash r slash divina 141 happy shopping and make some money